Hello, Relentless family. We are so excited. We are on our second episode of 2023. We're starting the year off so amazing. I hope you guys are building y'all foundation, working on the lifestyle changes, and recreating your identity in yourself and not comparing to other people's identity and what they want from you or need from you. So we are continuing that walk. We are walking in our purpose learning how to answer the calling that is given on our lives and learning how to love ourselves unconditionally and being relentless while we're doing it all. You know me by now. I am your host, Kenyatta, and I'm also the counselor and founder of Relentless Counseling. And you know, guys, I enjoy Thursdays. Thursdays are my favorite day. It's a way where we can come get uncomfortable in good ways, go deeper. As I told you last time that my church and myself, we are using the word go deeper this year. And you know me, I am being unstoppable this year. And that also means going deeper, deeper, being uncomfortable, being vulnerable. And we're going to continue to get into some relentless behavior today with our topic of lions, tigers, and bears, and how the impact of our choices and the desire of our control impact what people see in us and what is brought out of us. And that can be good, bad, and different. So we're going to talk about all of that today. I know you guys are excited as I am. So if you're a note taker, get your pen and paper and let's get started. We're going to start with our introduction. We're going to get some music playing for a second while we dive into this amazing topic. Riverside. All right, so I want to start with the visualization to kind of get a picture of what this looked like when I'm talking about lions, tigers, and bears. We're gonna break down the characteristics of these amazing creatures and animals and how that relates to our lives and who we are as humans, as believers, as whatever walk we're on in our journey that we each, we each have a lion in us, we each have a tiger in us, and we each have a bear in us. So we're gonna talk about that. So I'm gonna put a pin in that for right now. But I want to visualize something with you guys. And you guys know that I love movies. And I'm always talking about a movie, what I've learned from a movie. And there's two movies that come to mind that really gets this impact of our choice and desire of control. And one of that is the movie The Shack. And the other one is the new um, 101 Dalmatians, Cruella DeVille, when they talked about her story. I forgot. It may not even call it 101 Dalmatians of the new um, Disney movie. But in these two movies, we see these characters. In The Shack, you know, it's a definitely spiritual movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I watch it over and over again and get a new message every time I watch it. So if you have not watched it yet please take some time and watch it. It's a very powerful movie. And what's in the movie without telling it all, but what's in the movie, it talks about this family who goes through a tragic, traumatic experience of a loss. One of those losses that you like, you never wish this on anyone, not even your enemy. And it goes through a, a journey of healing and it goes through Christ, this man, this family, one of the, the, the male, the father in this movie, he meets Christ, he meets God, he meets Jesus, and he meets the Holy Spirit. And he 
goes through a lot. He's had trauma in his past before this, this trauma happened. And he has this fight or disagreement or this kind of like this disconnect with God of why God didn't save who he needed to save or why he allowed this to happen with him and his mom and his past. And so he has this walk of faith with God in this movie, but it's also a walk of healing and restoration with God because he feels if you're bad, this should happen to you. If you're good, these things should not happen to you. And it made me think about the impact of our choices by the experiences that we have. And he had to make a decision on a lot of different things. And the choices that his dad made was out of survival and out of what he knew. And it made him make some horrible choices and experience that he had with his father. Of course, this is the son when he was young, when he got older and it impacted his life in so many different ways. The same thing with Cruella DeVille. We all know the story of Cruella DeVille and 101 Dalmatians, but we look at her like, okay, she's the villain. She's this evil person. But what makes her really evil? Do we have a good definition of what good and bad really means? Or is that our own perception of other people through our own experiences or lack thereof experiences that we have no idea how to wrap our head around, how to process, how to heal from because we never experienced it. And so it made me think, you know, with Corella DeVille and her story that she wasn't this always this evil person and this villain that she was in survival mode for so long because there were things in her life that was not getting met. With the guy from the shack, there were things in his life that weren't getting met and he had to make choices to kind of feel, fulfill those gaps. And when we think about this, to educate you guys a little bit, we're going to talk a little bit about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And with these needs, we all need these needs growing up and in life. And when they're not met, especially at an early age, it changes. That's why trauma changes the brain. That's why trauma really impacts us so deeply when something so strong and tragic happens. That's why we think different. We behave different. How we view people are different. Everything changes because it changes the brain, the concept of our brains and the concept of safety and what that looks like. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is one, we have to meet our physiological, physiological needs. Two, our safety needs. Three, our love needs, being loved, being wanted, and that also includes our belongings and then self-actualization. We may always never see self-actualization. That's on the top of that pyramid. So if you look at this like it's a triangle, I'm trying to make a triangle here. I know it looks weird. But at the top of that triangle, self-actualization. And then the rest needs, it goes up, right? And so at the bottom, our first need will be physiological needs eating, physical, like what do we need just to literally survive as human beings? Then it'll be our safety needs. How do we keep ourselves safe, shelter, things like that? And then love, who loves us, then our belonging, and then our self-actualization at the top. And so when these needs aren't getting met, we go into fight, flight, or freeze, or fawn responses, right? that we respond, we may sometimes go, in, we go into survival mode. And survival mode for you and me and 
and all these people in the world, it might look different. Survival mode for me might be being around my family, support, getting support, love, going to therapy. For someone else, that survival mode means like get them before you get me. Hurt you before you hurt me. It might be, okay, I have this barrier and this wall up where I don't let anyone in so that I am not able to give love or receive love. It may not mean that this person is bad and it may not mean this person is good, but it really means that it has impacted the choices and the decision that they have made and that desire to either have control over themselves again or to have control over others, which maybe they feel, all right, you did this to me. I have to do this to you because I have to get control because you took control over me. And that other person may not even have anything to do with you directly. And so when we think about these characters from movies or we think about these things of what's good and bad, it's really based on our own perception and it's subjective. And it may not be the reality and we may be looking at it so wrong and we'll be so distorted from that reality, but it don't necessarily mean that it's the truth, even though it's in our reality. And so we turn to come at things in different ways. And this is where the bears, tigers and lions come from. We tend to do things differently and we attack, we self-persevere or we protect. And when we think about bears and we think about lions and we think about tigers, they're these huge creatures. And sometimes we're scared of them. If we see them, they're wild animals, we're scared of them. But we also learn a lot about them. And we also are so relative to them in different contexts and different seasons of our lives. So let's talk about the characteristic of, characteristics of these animals. So bears, they are known to be affectionate. They are known to be protective. They are devoted. They can be strict, attentive, and they can be sensitive. They are all these things. And if you relate this, these characteristics to your life, when at times have you felt like the bear? And I know a group of population that can agree, that can really resonate with this is mothers. Because we always say, oh, mother bear. Because when we look at bears and we look at them with their cubs, the mother comes to protect. They come to guide. They're very attentive to what's going on with their cubs and where they're at. They are sensitive to different things. And they are very, very devoted to their family. And of course, we know they are protective. You're in their territory. You're in their wild. You're in their, their native way. They want you out. So they will chase you, right? We've seen this on Videos, maybe if you guys have ever been around a wild bear, I accidentally fed a wild bear one time in Gatlinburg, Tennessee on vacation. I think I was 12. I'll tell you guys about that story later. My mom, I think, still gets mad at me because I didn't know I was feeding a bear because she told me to do something and I couldn't reach it. So I just left it down and, you know, they are attracted to food and, and trash and things. So... Bears, we have these characteristics. We can relate to these things when we're affectionate, when we're protective, when we're devoted and strict and attentive, intensive and sensitive. And so sometimes when our hierarchy of needs are not being met, let's say our safety needs, we might come out as bears and we may be protective or our love and belonging, we get protective in that way. We get affectionate because we wanna be, we wanna belong and we wanna love and we wanna make sure that others are loved around us so our hierarchy needs are being met and we want other people around us that we're connected to, hierarchy needs to being met too so we become affectionate. We're devoted to our 
We devote our time. We devote our energy and efforts to things that we love and we're passionate about. And so the barrenness comes out usually when we are caring for other people. And that helps us make certain choices that we make, decisions that we make, because we're not making the decisions just for ourselves. We're also being protected. We're devoted. We're attentive. We're affectionate. We are making decisions also based on other people. And sometimes being the bear also is that desire to control an outcome because sometimes the strict bear comes out of us when we don't get our way, when our children aren't doing things that we want them to do or that we told them to do. We forget that they're humans. We sometimes forget that they have feelings too. We sometimes forget this is the first time that they're exploring this world and we're we take it out of them. And sometimes we can be too strict where we try to have control over things that maybe is not in our control. And it can be have a negative impact on the choices and decisions that we make, not just for ourselves, but for the people that we love or that we're connected to. And now let's move to lions. I love lions. I'm a Leo. If you know, if you're into astrology, but I love lions and I love them because they're protective and they're brave. We think, you know, lions are the king, king, king of the jungle and they're brave but they can get scared too sometimes they get but they despite their fear they keep pushing they keep warring they do those things they are hunters they are at times loners and they're fighters and they're energetic and they stay in a pod right you always see if you see a lion you know they're they're um their part of their family is going to be nearby and they do things for their family. So that's why they're protective and they take care of each other and they can be both. They can be loners. I can do this by myself or I can be with my family and I can be with other people as well, but I'm okay being by myself. And they are also energetic. And so we can have the characteristics of a lion where we're protective, just same way, kind of like the um the bear but we're also brave so we make choices that sometimes may be impulsive sometimes these choices means like okay despite my fear i gotta do this i gotta reach this goal i gotta reach this higher height and you know what i'm taking care of my needs but i need to make sure that my needs are a priority to make sure that i continue to thrive and not just survive but we also see lions in a surviving mode as well when these hierarchy needs are not being met we become hunters before we're hunted and when you're a hunter then you're going out and you're trying to devour your prey you're trying to get something and that can go either way whether we are we have all our needs met or if we don't have our need met. And that can impact our choices and decisions and that need and desire for control because I gotta be the big dog. I gotta be the one that has to do everything right or everything gotta go my way. And when it does, and when it doesn't, we tend to get into fight mode and we start to hunt and then maybe we're hunting things that we shouldn't hunt or maybe we're going after things that's not for us, but we're trying to make it for us because we feel entitled to it. And that can really strain our choices and strain the need of feeling loved and belong because we tend to kind of push ourselves away from the pack. We tend to push ourselves away from what matter and what our values are because we are focused so much on being a hunter because someone hurt us because this need hasn't been met. And we make these choices and decisions out of desperation, out of 
power, hunger, and control and out of our ego. We, I know we've talked about our ego in season one, so go back to season one and listen to our ego episode. But our ego can be so strong and it can bring that lion out of us in ways that's not impactful, that's not helpful or strong for our our um for our journey on our relentless journey it might take us away from our alignment if we get too caught up in that ego and sometimes the characters of that lion within us and if we're not careful with the choices that we make we can start doing things that is detriment to our purpose detriment to our calling on our lives and what god has called us to do and we can be fighters in good ways, right? How we fight for injustices, how we fight for the underdog, or how we fight for our rights to be heard, how we set boundaries. But when our needs aren't being met, physiological needs or our safety needs, we tend to fight back in ways that I have to, I'm so desperate to protect myself that I don't know how, that I'm going to fight you and I need to attack you because I don't know what love is and I can't trust that. So instead of setting boundaries, we build walls up. And that's the way that we fight. And boundaries and walls and barriers, there are three different things. Boundaries, it's okay, I'm, op I'm open, but there's a certain amount I'm open. Um, but I'm open to love. I'm open to give love. But there's a boundary of what my love deserves and what it needs and my worth. Walls and barriers mean that I am blocking everything, not just the bad. I'm also blocking good things. And I am not open to allow love, respect, joy, happiness, safety, and healing to come in either. I'm putting a wall up on everything. And I usually go into attack mode when we are, when I'm setting barriers or walls up. And there's a difference between setting boundaries, healthy boundaries, and putting up walls. And so we have to be careful with that because when we put up walls and these barriers and we're, and we're in this lion mode of fighting and, and being a hunter, we're also in that characteristic of being a loner as well in not so effective ways. I'm not going to say a bad way, but not effective ways that impacts the choices that we make in our life of how do we walk in our purpose? How do we talk to others? How do we respond to others? How do we get the other needs met in our hierarchy that... I am being I am being well met that I am self-serving and not self-sabotaging that I am loving myself unconditionally being relentless or am I getting to the getting to the point where I am being that cat and I am actually whining and crying and having this woe is me time where I'm not choosing to get back up. I'm not choosing to learn and fight and be brave. I'm choosing to stay in fear that those choices is going to block what God has for me, what blessings that is coming your way or my way. How do I get out of my own way? And sometimes when we get in that mode and we get into that lion, that lion status, it can be a real hindrance for us. And we can start doing things as a way to protect ourselves, but at the same time hinder ourselves because we're in survival mode and not in a mode of thriving, not in the mode of healing, because we are not getting any of our needs met. And we have to go into like, this is all I know. And that continues. And this is where these generational curses kind of can come from also. So let's talk about the tiger, the beautiful, powerful, which is now an endangered species, thanks to human beings, animal that is so powerful and so magnificent. I, I, I don't want to see a tiger in real life outside of the zoo, but I love seeing them and just their characteristics 
um, of who they are and that they are territorial. They, they stay in solitude. They are actually known as apex predators. They are the silent hunter. They are, they, they need to be protected. So they have that protective factor and then they're apathic as well. And when I think of a tiger, a lot of times we think of tigers, we think of tigers like, okay, they're this cruel, mean animals and they're, and they're just cruel. They can't be around. There's no love in them. But I think that we tend to misjudge people that way as well. When we think about, you know, just the characters of tiger, we tend to misjudge people who, who are in jail. We tend to misjudge people as a way for, you know, abusive people too, even though now don't get me wrong. Let me put a disclaimer out here. We all need to be accountable for our actions, regardless of what has happened in our life. Yes, we all have dealt deal with and have dealt with trauma and it is changing us, but we have to be intentional with some things too. But we are accountable for our actions and there are consequences behind our actions and the choices and decisions that we make, regardless of the pain that we've been through. But when we live in a world where we are so judgmental, we want to label people, we forget to be what we are called to be for the believers out there, Christians, Muslim, Jews, that we all have a responsibility to each other to uplift each other, to love each other as we would love ourselves and to be kind to each other. And I think the perfect person of... <laughs> I don't know anyone else other than Jesus than to say that, that that he sees people for who they are. Now, he's the power, he's all-knowing, so he can do that. But we're Christians, you know, and we walk this walk and we want to be Christ-like. Then that means that our enemy is not our enemy. Our enemy is our brother who we can love. Maybe sometimes love at a distance, but we can show some empathy and compassion towards someone who don't have what we have that they growing up they didn't have love and belonging their safety needs met shelter their their physical needs weren't being met and when you don't have that this is not a bad thing or they're just terrorizing people that this is their coping mechanism this is how they know how to survive how they coping are these healthy coping mechanisms maybe not but if i've not loved anywhere else, I never felt that or knew what that is like. And then I meet you, I haven't done, maybe I haven't done nothing wrong to you, but you label me, you already judging me. How is it for me to recreate or redevelop these hierarchy of needs that I never got? And so sometimes we have to be mindful that we become the tiger too to those that we think are the tigers, are this apex predators. We become that same predator by attacking them, wanting to have control of, okay, you got to look and do exactly how I do things. Your values got to look exactly like my values. You have to walk this walk the way I'm walking this walk. You have, you can't be who you are. You have to be who I want you to be. And that control takes over us and that also impact our choices and how we respond to people who don't have their hierarchy of needs met ever in their life or they experience trauma that they are that's manifested into being hunters fighters apex predators being hunters sometimes silent hunters um and not recognizing that they may be in protection mode. They may be being that protective bear, being that protective tiger, being that protective lion, 
but the choices that they are making for to be protective it impacts us in a way too but how do we work on that and i think you know what i really want to get out of this episode or what what i'm talking about with lion tigers and bears and our desire to control that we can't control and label what's good or bad that's not our job or our duty that's not for us to do that's up to god to do and when we look at different things we look at it from a different perspective or look at it from like the magical hierarchy means and when that's not being better, look at it from a trauma, then this person's looking at it from a trauma lens. How can I help them heal? What little things that I can do? Now, they may need therapy. They may need other things. But you just as a human being, as a stranger, or someone that is somehow connected to them can start looking at them differently, approaching them differently. And sometimes that means just you setting boundaries, you setting structure, and that teaches them how to set structure and boundaries as well to know that you know what, I can be healed but I can be loved too I'm and I'm thinking about I can't remember his name I know his heart is like why am I bringing somebody up that I can't remember their name but um he is in prison for life he was one of the um I guess hitman for the mafia at one point but he is characterized or diagnosed as a sociopath or um which is a sociopath right now because my <laughs> my brain is turning off right now it's so late but he was he described his childhood and that his dad would ab physically abuse him and torture him constantly at six years old. This is a baby, an innocent six year old who had life just anything he could have been right. And his dad, his dad is abusing him and torturing him and just treating him so badly. And on top of that. His mother decided to allow this to happen. That his mother chose, didn't stand up for him, didn't fight back or advocate for him, but give his dad things to torture him with. And this person that I'm talking about, and I wish I could remember his name, I can. You can probably look him up, but I can't remember his name. But he talked about how his hatred for women. And when you look at this, if you didn't know his backstory, like, oh my God, this is a horrible person. He's just a horrible, bad person. But when you really look at things and look at his life and see his history, that his hierarchy of needs was not, he didn't feel love nor belong, that he's been neglected emotionally, physically, in so many different ways to the point he had to learn what it was to survive, how to turn that hope and that expectation off, which is hard to hear, right? Because like, wow, that's a choice he's making. He didn't have to make that choice. But sometimes you don't know you're making that choice when you don't, there's no other choice or no other opposition of that that you're feeling. And so he's had to go through this life. So he started, of course, started out tying up two cats on a tree and attacking each other. And so he's acting out. He's doing these things. But this is his coping mechanism, how to survive. And when I, when I remember his story of watching his documentary, what reminds me of the characteristic of these lions, the characteristic of a bear and the characteristic of a tiger that he had to put together and these, these attributes that he had to put together to survive, to make sense of how to cope with the pain, how to cope with the trauma that he's endured and not knowing why that he had to endure for years and years as a young child while his brain was still developing. And I wonder what would have happened if we could have taught him or shown if he was shown love in different ways, step by step, little by little, that could he have been another path? And this is all hindsight. This is all could, shoulds, because we don't know. Because such a value, you know, they 
known to not have, they cannot have an emotional connection. But I wonder, but knowing his story and listening to his documentary, that there were things that he was connecting with that made him feel, you know, he had children that made him feel and things of this way that made him feel differently in what love and what that looks like. So that what I'm saying is finding ways to, to show compassion even to the least likely person you would want to show compassion to. And sometimes not saying we got to go be best friends with the people who hurt us, things like that. But this, but at a distance to be able to show love, express compassion and see it from a different lens, not out of a lens of privilege or a lens of, okay, I can't perceive that, but a lens of empathy, a lens of, you know what? This has impacted their choices that they made in life and their desire of control or lack of control. But how I'm responding is also impacting my choices as well of how I am walking my walk of in my purpose, walking a walk with God and talking with him and trying to be like him and figuring out, okay, what does my relentless walk mean? And what is my responsibility as a follower? And that's whatever your belief is. And being able to really hone in on that of, what characteristics are you showing? What lens are you looking out? Are your hierarchy needs being met? And if they, they're not, how do I start doing that? How do I start my healing process to make better choices, to release and understand the idea of control and what that looked like? And how do I release control or how do I gain control back? Depending on the context, right, of how we're looking at it. And that healing and that start or that process of how you are looking at your choices and characteristics that you're displaying in different seasons in your life can also be found through therapy. It can be found through breaking generational curses and what that looks like for you. Again, we talked about it last, last few weeks of going deeper, being uncomfortable for a minute to get to your best self. And that means learning how to love yourself and accepting every part of you, even the tiger in you that is territorial or an apex predator and the bear in you that's affectionate and sensitive and the lion in you that is brave and can walk alone in the wilderness at times. And so that's what I want you to contemplate and think about tonight during this episode of how do you get to your best self and, these, and recognize these different characteristics about yourself and not get focused on what's good, bad, or indifferent, but get focused on how do you make these choices? How do you respond? How do you release control of what you need to release control over? And how do you gain control of what you need to gain control over and find ways to protect yourself where you are thriving and not just in a survival mode where you are learning how to cope, just cope negatively or ineffectively with the pain or trauma that you've experienced over the years. Being able to let go, show yourself compassion. We want to have compassion and empathy for other people, but we also need to show ourselves compassion and empathy and knowing what that looked like, taking that step, following our our calling and walking directly in our purpose intentionally. And that's what's going to help us make better choices and accept the bear in us, the lion in us, and the tiger in us and responding differently to these different characteristics. So yes, I use the metaphor of, of different animals, but I hope it made sense to you guys. And you know, I'm getting back comfortable in doing videos. So bear with us as we continue. I'm going to 
continue to learn with the studio and how to put in the effects and commercials and things like that. But I am so glad we're able to get vulnerable and be transparent and go deeper in our conversations of what good, bad looks like and different looks like and what choices are and not having to put those labels on people and looking at it from a different lens than from a privileged lens. And sometimes we have to be mind reminded of how blessed we are but also be reminded that, you know what, we're not called to just be happy. We're called to put in some work. We are called to reach to our brothers and sisters that we may not understand or like all the time, but we are here and responsible to love them because of when Jesus was walking this earth, he went to the least likely people, to the people who were most judged and most labeled, that he talked to them as a human being, met them at their level and showed compassion. And we can do that too because we have that spirit and we have him in us to be able to walk that same walk and show compassion and empathy. So please share this with your family and friends. Talk about this with others. Get uncomfortable with these deeper conversations with your family, friends, coworkers. And we will be back again in two weeks with another deep conversation. So I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for our journey together. And have a great weekend. Until next time, bye for now.